Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Brianna, I don't want to say my hair is towing right about me now, but <laughs> <laughs> it's up, and I got to use the bathroom. So after we leave, you got to push me down the hallway okay. to the bathroom. People gonna be looking at us like, why is she being pushed in a chair to the bathroom? Because I can't get up. <laughs> You know, they say, I fall in, but I can't get up. Oh, God, I've been holding it for so long. Okay, so I want to thank you again for joining us here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Love Talk Radio. Where last week we talked about a really interesting subject to where individuals kind of wanted me to piggyback off of what we talked about. We talked about honesty. And even though we talked about honesty, that's something that has to be communicated because that is a communication skill, and it also has a lot to do with the character of an individual. We talk about being honest. Now, today we're going to be providing information regarding effective communication skills. Now, if you know you struggle with communicating, whether it's because you say I'm shy, or if you are very uh, bossy like myself and you kind of talk a lot, and because communication is not always about talking. Did you know that, Brianna? Mm -hmm. Because some people be like, well, I told you and I said, but that doesn't mean that you communicated effectively what you wanted the person to do. And that's where I think a lot of times people get confused is because it's not only about talking. Hi, Johnny, William, Johnny Stewart, see you out there. Um, It's not only about talking, it's also about listening. And some people are terrible listeners because you know I am a terrible listener. Yeah. I got in trouble for that today because you was like. <laughs> <laughs> but see, yeah. but this is the thing. I listen, but I multitask. Yeah, you have, you have a lot of things going on. I have a lot of things going on. And some individuals want your undivided attention. But do you know that that's one of the biggest issues with couples in a relationship? They feel like they're not being heard or the person is not listening to them. But I can repeat back everything you just said to me. I remember one time my grandson got in trouble, he got in trouble, but that was an issue at school, to where the teacher was like, well, he don't listen. But when he was able to repeat back everything that the teacher said, then the teacher had to have a different perspective of his behavior because sometimes we think people are not listening to us, and they are. But it's your listening skills. The other day, I hate to admit, I was doing a group, and because I wasn't talking, no Jerome didn't walk in there and say, Janine, did you just fall asleep? While the while the the video was still going, while you're still in class, <laughs> well not class but in therapy. I was doing a group, and I just literally those my body has been aching so bad. Did anyone say anything? No, I don't even think they knew I was asleep. I think the only reason why Jerome knew I was asleep because he opened the door and he saw me, and I, I guess when he opened the door, I jumped and I startled. Mm-hmm. I got startled. I literally sat there and just got comfortable. Just, I was already massaging my feet at the same time because people don't know when I be in there doing groups and stuff, I be massaging my feet. I was in there and I'm so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to sleep. So before we get any further with the show, I want you to tell the listeners who you are and then tell them what your take is in regards to communication because, you know, some people take college courses on communication skills. Yes, yes. Um, well, I'm Brianna. I'm um, Jeanette's intern. I currently go to USC, and I'm uh, trying to get my master's. Um, But, yeah, what you did mention, we do 
like my my uh, my undergrad, um, we did take communication mm-hmm. at least two years, I believe. You have to do um, group communication and then just you know individual. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel like my perception on communication is or effective communication is, like, you also have to take into account um, body language, like mm-hmm. indirect communication. And that would be body language, tone of voice, mm-hmm. um, even just, like, facial expressions, mm-hmm. all that stuff go into account with communication as well. Because if someone gives you a stink face, <laughs> they don't want to talk to you. Like that's You think they don't want to talk to true. you. It could be, there's a lot of factors. It could be, like, something else is going on uh-huh. in the scene, so ha- they have, like, this, facial expression where they, they're they showing some type of thing, and if they don't communicate that, you may assume mm-hmm. something. So that's it's hard when it comes to indirect communication mm-hmm. where you assume things. Cause sometimes, even with, the, with my stalker client, <laughs> <laughs> when someone doesn't want to talk to you, uh-huh. it, you get it from also body language. Like uh-huh. If this person is, like, being nice, but also, like, turning their back towards you, they it, it can show that they don't want to talk to you. To a degree. To, to a, degree. a degree. Yes. Because the one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to assume. Yes. And a lot of times we assume because we think that, that that's where that is coming from, and that may not always be the case. Yeah. So we want to make sure that we also say what we always, I like saying this, say what you mean but not be mean. Because a lot of times we add stuff that's not even there. Yeah. We really do. Because it took me a while to realize my nonverbal communication, mm-hmm. the looks on my face. Mm-hmm. I give looks on my face that I'm not aware of because yeah. I'm not one that likes looking in the mirror or sit there and be trying to, you know, think about what I'm saying or project what I'm saying. But I also have to be mindful that what I see may not be what everybody else sees. So you got to be mindful of that. And a lot of times we're not aware of that. We're really not. So when we talk about communication, what are you telling or what are you saying? Are you congruent? Are the words coming out of your mouth matching your actions and your behavior that's behind it? Because a lot of times we will say something or I'll say this. Because we're going to be talking about roadblocks of communications that some individuals have. Um, defense mechanism plays a role. My defense mechanism is humor. I laugh. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I laugh, a person may think that I'm laughing at them, and I'm not laughing at them. Yeah. It's just that I will laugh to calm myself down. Yeah. So when we talk about communication and communicating with other individuals, some individuals have what's called a fear of public speaking. Whenever there's a large audience, they cannot speak in public. I can speak in public. And even if I have a heckler out there to try to make fun of me, oh, I can deal with that too. I don't have to do your, my mama jokes, you know, your mama this and all that. But sometimes individuals can have had a bad experience to where they may have became intimidated when speaking in school, and it can shut them down to where they are afraid to speak in public. So how do you build that self-confidence? How do you get to the point to where you're able to effectively communicate a message that you're trying to communicate whether people agree or don't disagree with? Now, I want to say this. Communication should never be bad, no matter what it is you, you got to say. You know, I had a person, I heard a person say one time, even with their kids, I don't care if my kids cuss me out, as long as they don't disrespect me when they cuss me out, because they're letting me know how they feel. Now, they have what's called the seven 
receives. But before I even get to that, I want to say that communication and communicating with other ones, whether you're in a relationship, a dating relationship, you're married, you're thinking about getting married, you have to be able to talk to one another mm-hmm. as well as listen to one another. You know, it's crazy. I was trying to communicate with you because mm-hmm. I saw you standing outside. Yes. I saw you on the phone. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was my phone so I realized my phone was missing. Yes. I'm texting you on your phone. <laughs> yeah. I didn't yeah. even see drone outside. Mm-hmm. I didn't yes. because he hid my door. Yeah. But I'm looking at you. And I'm watching you move back and forth, and I'm like, ah, I'm calling you on the phone, trying to get in touch with you because i got to do this video. But by that same token, we have a working relationship where we have to communicate with one another because we have to make sure that we either on the same page or not even on the same page, that we have an understanding. Yeah. Now, you may not always understand, but as you communicate with another person, and I talk about the seven C's, it gives you some insight on how you address if you don't understand or if something is not making um, making sense to you. Yeah. Now, so that's a relationship. Life, in life, you cannot go around and not be able to communicate with other people. Mm-hmm. And if you are a poor communicator or people don't get your message or you don't understand other people's messages, you might want to go to the drawing board with that yeah. and at work. Do you know a lot of people at work are unhappy because they feel like there's lack of communication, poor communication, mm-hmm. or people are not listening to them? Now, God, you obviously going to call me. I cannot answer the phone right now. Mm-hmm. So the seven C's, you first want to be clear. You've got to be clear with your message. Mm-hmm. You can't talk about four or five different things all at one time yeah. because you will throw the person off, the listener off, if you are the person that is delivering the message. You want to be concise, meaning don't make it be so long. Mm-hmm. I will never forget there was a pastor, Pastor Rogers. He said he used the three Bs. I'm going to be brief, I'm going to be specific, and I'm going to be seated. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to say what i got to say. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take about what I say, and I'm going to sit my butt down. Because a lot of times individuals become so long-winded. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they become so long-winded that you don't even want to listen no more. It yeah. just hurts to listen. It's like, yeah. I can't listen to this no more. So you also want to be concrete. You want to be correct, mm-hmm. coherent, complete, meaning don't start telling me something to say, and answer the question, or, but I know you don't want to hear it. And I know, why you started if you're not going to finish it? Mm-hmm. And you want to be courteous. Mm-hmm. That is very important. And that's what they call the four, I mean, the seven C's. Now, when we start talking about communication, communication, you have to be aware of what the listener is saying or the, the person that's speaking is saying. Listening skills, speaking and dialogue. But in, what's important, and I want to ask you this, what is your strongest communication skill? What is your strongest? Meaning, oh, man. when you are communicating with somebody, what do you know is your, your strength? Um, honestly, okay, I don't know. There's, like, I don't know if that correlates, but, like, active listening, but showing mm-hmm. that I listen through, like, communicating back with him, like, paraphrasing, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. like, I am a better listener than I am a speaker, and but I show that I listen by, and I show that I care by like paraphrasing back to them what they had told me. 
Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Well, you know what? A lot of times individuals don't even understand paraphrasing. Yeah. So we might want to go back and explain to paraphrasing because when I was a kid growing up and I would paraphrase and I didn't know it was called paraphrasing, mm-hmm. people would say, that ain't what I said. <laughs> I don't paraphrase doesn't mean i got to repeat what you said yeah. word for word. Paraphrasing meaning that I'm going to take what you told me, mm-hmm. I'm going to digest it, and I'm going to reflect it back to you or give it back to you, regurgitate it back to you based on my understanding. Yeah. So are you telling me is the, what I'm hearing is, yeah. and then that's what you call paraphrasing. Yeah, because kind of, of summarizing. Correct. Yeah. Because a lot of individuals think that paraphrasing means you got to repeat it word per word. Yeah. Have you ever mm-hmm. did the, the test in school where you you whisper, in, it's like ten people, and you whisper in somebody, the first person's ear, and you go all the way down to the tenth person, and then by the time you get to the tenth person, they blurt out what was said, and it is not what the first person yeah. said. Yeah, she called it telephone or something like that. <laughs> And that, it's always wrong. It's yeah. always wrong because people are going to add to it. They're going to mm-hmm. take from it. And the message is not what it started off yeah. to be. Yeah. So, like you said, communication is not just about talking. It's also about listening. And you talked about paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. So you have good listening skills. Mm-hmm. My listening skills suck. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the phone one night talking to a person. I don't know if he on here or not, but I was on the phone mm-hmm. late at night. I'm so sweet. <laughs> the man said, I thought you were sitting right here next to me the way you snore. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Whenever I'm not talking, I will go to sleep. And it's not that the other person is boring me. I, I need to, they had me get checked out for narcolepsy one time. They're like, you know what, you're going to be passing off on, girl. I'll be knocked out sleep. And it's not that I be trying to be rude. It is so not. And now that I've been older, I learned to take naps throughout the day. Yeah. I guess because I hear so much throughout the day, my my brain, my mind. I need I need rest. I need I need break. I need break because I literally my eyes. I used to. That's why I don't like going to meetings. I have a sister. I call her a sister from another mother, Dr. Lisa Romaine. She do meetings very well. I suck at a meeting. <laughs> if I'm not the one speaking, yeah. don't have me sitting in no meeting. I'm going to go sleep. I'm going to be the one that's going to go to sleep. My eyes get the rolling all in the back of my head like a crazy person, like I'm gnawing no hair on And I'm asleep. I will literally go to sleep. I remember even when I was a teenager, my mother one time, I got in trouble because I used to sing in the church, in the choirs, and if I wasn't singing, I'd go to sleep. Have you ever seen somebody sit in the corner and sleep? No. <laughs> My mother would give me that look like, you don't work your ass up. <laughs> oh, I can, I've, I've always been the type of person, I can go to sleep anywhere. I really can. I go, My, my auntie will tell you, if she called in today, mm-hmm. I will go to the club and go and sleep. Probably. In the club. In the club, I will fall asleep yeah. in the club. I'll go on the speaker and go to sleep on the speaker. <laughs> One time, the last, um, I wasn't the last, but I went, yes, dear. Where's the old modem going to replace it? The new modem. you got to put the new modem in. It's in the box. It was by the door. Oh, so that was the old one that was on top of the box? Yes, the new one is still in the box. And the HDMI, in case you need that, is in the drawer in the kitchen. If the if the um, if the monitor is not uh, compatible and you need the HDMI, it's it's in the in that top drawer because I bought one. Okay. All right. Okay. Bye. All right. Okay. Let's see. Put my computer together. Mm-hmm. I, um, 
communication. Yeah. My, you know, all of my stuff be over, right? Because communicating and all of this stuff, and computers got to communicate with the modem and the monitor and all of that stuff. My stuff is so old, it's ridiculous. I remember when I went to go replace my iPad, my iPad, wasn't, it was working. Mm-hmm. They said I was eight generations behind. <laughs> I got attitude. How you going to tell me I'm eight generations behind on my iPad? <laughs> so my computer at home, Value Options is really trying to get in touch with me. I can't help. It's a referral for, um, they calling me about a client. And I don't want to not be rude and answer the phone, but I am on the radio right now. And then they're trying to leave me. Janet speaking, may I help you? Hey, Janet, this is Danielle calling from Military One Source. How are you? You know what, Danielle? I just answered the phone so you wouldn't leave me a message, but I am on the radio show right now live. Okay? So in order for you not to be live, I am live on the radio show. Okay? Because I do a weekly podcast, and I'm doing it right now. So, um, right, I know this week I don't have any availability, but... um, you want me to call you back, but I know I can't. I don't have anything open this week, okay? I have nothing this week, but what about next week? I don't know about next week because right now I'm live on the show, so I can't even check my calendar, okay? All right. Thank okay, you. Bye-bye. Bye. I get in trouble when I don't answer the phone. Communication. <laughs> I get in trouble. I am probably the only therapist mm-hmm. that will get a nasty email for not answering my phone. I feel like they only call you, too. <laughs> you, you, you know what? This is the thing. They will call me mm-hmm. early in the morning, late at night, <laughs> on the weekends. Yeah. I'm like, really? Yeah. And then I get in trouble when I don't answer the phone. And, or either what happened is people will call me and say, well, I just want to know if you're accepting clients. I'm only doing telehealth. I'm, I'm not trying to see clients face-to-face. Yeah. Yes, I am qualified to do a lot of different things. I'm very well acclimated. I do like to talk. That's not a problem. Everybody, I'm not a good therapist for everybody out there. I tell people that. But then when I would try to refer them out, they get mad at me. Yeah. Or they want to file a complaint against me because they feel rejected. Mm-hmm. But I've sat there and gave them all the information I could possibly give them, and then they still get mad at me. Yeah. Or either what I'll say is I'll say, well, i got a young lady that works for me, and I know she's very well, very good with teenagers. I had got last week like four mm-hmm. calls for teenagers that I tried to give to you. Yeah. Well, I looked up your information. What about her information? I said, how you looking up my information? Where are you finding my information at? <laughs> what? Half the stuff on the Internet about me ain't even true. <laughs> It don't even be true. And that's why I say if you're looking for a therapist, give the therapist a chance. You know, we know the difference between transference and countertransference, and sometimes people want to take their stuff out on you, mm-hmm. and you got to know their defense mechanisms. you got to know their communication styles. you got to know if they're an introvert, if they're an extrovert. you got to... You want to be attentive with their situation. When I ask them what's the presenting issue, well, I don't have no problems. I just want help with mental health. What that mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. You know, what's going on? There, has to, there has to be something that you want to work on. What is it that you would like for me to help with? Because all therapists don't specialize in all things, and a lot of people don't realize that because the first thing they want to do is run to a therapist. Yes. But we can't, we don't have no, I can't twitch my nose like bewitch and figure mm-hmm. out or run around and do like Wonder Woman head. I can't even go to the bathroom right now. <laughs> I can't even do that. But I do, I get in more trouble mm-hmm. 
I get in more trouble than probably any therapist I ever know. I get in more trouble. So then I'll be like, well, maybe it's time for me just to retire. Maybe it's time for me to just back up, not really see people, because no matter what I say, it seems like it's wrong. Yeah, or not even say it's wrong. No matter what I say, I think my nonverbal communication and my facial expression may make people feel judged. Mm-hmm. And you know I do not judge people. No. And you've heard me try to give them all that I got, yes. and I still get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and then I look at it like this. <laughs> Am I supposed to find myself? <laughs> I own a damn company. Yeah. What you gonna do? Yeah. Who you? Gonna, I'll never forget one time I had a woman come into my Fullerton office and she said, "I want to speak to the manager." I said, "Okay, that's me." <laughs> I want to speak to the the um the what did she say? I want to speak to the clinical director. I said, "Okay." Well, I want to speak to the owner. I said, "That's me." Mm-hmm. You not the owner. Yeah, I own my own company. Yeah. She really thought she was gonna get me in trouble. How you gonna get me in trouble? <laughs> It's me. If, if you figure out a way to get me in trouble, you'll have to find something else to do. Yeah. Until I really get ready to sit down. You, what you going to do? Sound complaint? Okay. <laughs> so when we start talking about effective communication and skills, what we want to do as we communicate is we want to develop trust. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to trust that the person is saying what they mean. Also, respect. Mm-hmm. When someone is communicating with me, the one thing I do not like and this is my pet peeve. Mm-hmm. Don't play with my intelligence. Mm-hmm. Do not play with my intelligence. I got to share this with you. Last, I think it was Saturday. Maybe Friday. Friday. Mm-hmm. Jerome and I went to go look for a food trailer, right? Because mm-hmm. that's his passion. Mm-hmm. That's what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. He wanted a food trailer. I like to eat. Mm-hmm. I'll cook, but I'm a therapist. I do public speaking. I do interventions. I do a lot of other things. I can't cook, okay? This man, I knew he was lying. Because he's a showman. Boy, he was twitching his nose, scratching his head. He did everything but dug in his butt. So I knew he was lying, right? (laughs) Now, he didn't know that not only am I a therapist, but I'm also trained in law enforcement. Mm -hmm. So by being trained in law enforcement, I'm also knowledgeable in a lot of court stuff, Mm -hmm. in a lot of police tactics, in a lot of... I trained. I, I trained. Yeah. I, I, I get it. I trained in all of that stuff, right? I knew this man was lying. I knew he was lying. I didn't even know how to administer a polygraph test, okay? Mm-hmm. This man was lying. This man went off from, he started with the trailers being $17,000. I can build you a trailer for $17,000. So I'm sitting there, and I want to know about the equipment. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not in the food industry. I'm not going to say I am because I'm not. I don't do food handling. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, I had a choice, either go work in a bakery I'm going to drive a school bus. Mm-hmm. I drove a school bus because everybody else in my family was either driving a school bus or working in a bakery. Mm-hmm. I knew if I worked in a bakery, I was going to weigh about 400 pounds because I like to eat. Mm-hmm. My mother retired from Dolly Madison. I ate so many cuckoos and zingers, and if you find <laughs> an orange cupcake, I love the orange cupcakes. <laughs> I used to buy them from the Weber store, like 10 orange cupcakes, okay? <laughs> so I knew better. So my thing was I don't want to be in the kitchen cooking and selling food because I don't even work. I never even worked in a restaurant because I'll probably eat the people's food. <laughs> I'll do the French fries. One for you, two for me. One for you, three for me. I cannot. One of my first jobs was working at a grocery store, mm-hmm. and I got fired. Every time I get a job, I get fired. It never fit. I get fired. I've been fired so many times. I get in trouble. Oh, I'm always in trouble. And I get fired. I get fired. I'm like, what you do? Fire me. What the hell? 
bagging your groceries. Yeah. I wasn't doing it with an attitude. Like I said, I, I, I'm not aware. Of, I wasn't aware of my nonverbal communication. Mm-hmm. But they said I wasn't smiling. I'm bagging your food that you go eat, and like I'm supposed to. My teeth are jacked up now. What the hell was I smiling for? You know, <laughs> if I saw somebody smiling all the time, I think they're crazy. Yeah. Why are you sure yeah. you see? <laughs> So I I got in trouble because they said I wasn't smiling. It wasn't I, that I wasn't bagging the food, right? It wasn't. That's insane. That's not a reason to fire. Somebody. I got fired. It was called R and R Ranch Grocery Market, and that was the food for less on Rosecrans and Central. I worked there when I was about seventeen years old, and I got fired because I didn't oh I didn't goodness. smile. I I don't understand. I go to the grocery store. I want to go to the grocery store and spend four or five hundred dollars at the grocery store, and you want me to to smile because you buy the food? Okay, so. In regards to that and talking about, um, uh, oh, I'm going to get back to the man with the trailer. The man said $17,000 for the trailer. Now, I want to know, because I do listen. People talk. I may not seem like I'm paying attention, but I listen, and I learned a lot. My ex-husband, before he passed, he used to work for a hood cleaning service. I never knew that the information that he was telling me was going to ever come where I would need it. So I know about hood cleaning. I know about grills. I know about the process. I know because I used to listen to him when he was talking about that stuff. So I asked the man about the grills. I asked the man about, you know, the fryers. And I asked the man a bunch of questions that the man didn't know that I knew. So he said that the equipment was 13000 The trailer would be 17000 Do you know by the time that man got finished, he said 120000 I said, sir. No, it's a trailer. Like, your, math do, yeah. your math don't add up. Yeah. Then he was talking about doing a license and all that, and I wanted to know, if you get a license, can you get a license from county to county? Meaning, if you get the food truck in San Diego County, mm-hmm. can you also drive it to Orange County, Riverside County, L.A. County? Can you do these things? Mm-hmm. Um, he said, no, which made no sense. But you know what that man told me? He said, you look like money. <laughs> so because I look like money, my price goes from 17 to 15, which which should have been, what, 2200 20000 to 120000 You just charged me an extra $99,000 for what? Yeah. That made absolutely no sense. Now, we have a caller on the line, and the last three numbers is 0361. What do you want to add to the show as we talk about effective communication skills? Because we were just talking about respect, and I was talking about the one thing I don't like is when individuals test my intelligence. Don't try to talk to me and you try to treat me like I'm stupid because mm-hmm. – I'm going to listen to what you tell me. I'm going to know what I know versus what I you're telling me, and I can put it all together. Yeah. Okay? So what would you like to add to the show? Caller ending in 0361. Well, first off, Jeanette, uh, hello. This is Ed Smith. Hello, Mr. Smith. And, uh, How are you doing today? I'm doing fairly well. I'm... Uh, I apologize for not being here at the top of the hour, but I was kind of caught up. But uh, I had to get here, so. No, uh, and you know what, Smith, I want, to, I want to say this to you. I appreciate you, Mr. Smith, because I noticed when I was doing my thing at the last minute on Blog Talk Radio, I saw some stuff that you had put on there. And I said, how he add all my name to this? Because you're good with computers. I suck with computers. So, <laughs> So you did something with the blog talk thing because I saw it. So I want to thank you for that. I appreciate you for that, okay? And that's one of the things that when you communicate, you can communicate things to individuals too. But I thank you. And what else was you about to say, sir? Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate that. Um, 
I was, I forgot what I was going to say now. You know, you got me all gushy feeling. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, well, as far as, um, uh, let's just go back to the, to the basic, uh, what I was getting so far when I was listening. Um, um, on the uh, uh, communication skills and such. Um, you know, is it, yeah, communication basically overall, you have to just, you, you have to, you have to listen in order to get your point out. So you can't, it's not just about my, you know, what my opinion or what my feeling is. It's about, you know, understanding where the other person is coming from first. And uh-huh. then, uh, you know, then putting your input and then going from there. So communication begins with first listening uh-huh. you know, to see what you can communicate about. You can't just, you can't communicate by just saying, hey, this is how I think. You know, that's uh-huh. not what communication is. Right? Right. So I have a question for you, Mr. I have a question for you, Mrs. Smith. If you are the one communicating something to someone else and you use think you use I statements, I feel blank when blank and you're telling a person or are you trying to let the person know what it is you would like or what it is that they may be doing, meaning that, you know, I feel angry or I feel disappointed when I make dinner and, you know, you're late or whatever the case may be. I tell individuals it's okay to say what you mean but don't be mean. It's okay to let a person know your perception without blaming them for the way you feel. So a lot of times the other person may not understand. And even as a therapist, I tell individuals, you may not understand, but can you please just acknowledge that I said it, even if you don't understand it. Because as you're listening, you may be either ready to project, you may be ready to become defensive, you may be – I was talking to a person today, And I was listening to what the person was saying, but the person automatically became defensive, very. And I I stopped him, and I said, you don't have to defend yourself. I hear what you're saying, but we have barriers and roadblocks to communication. After we finished the session, the man said, this is going to be our last session. Fine with me. I don't care. So, but he felt the need to defend himself. So a lot of times we may not understand. We really may not. Some people say, well, i got to be on your level. What you don't want to do is talk down to a person because you never know where that person or what that person knows. Like I said, when a man was trying to sell a trailer, how you go from 17000 add on another 15000 and then now we had 120000 Like, I'm just supposed to, he said, well, let me see your purse. I said, I should be like my grandmother. My grandmother used to carry bricks in her purse. <laughs> Here I am. This makes me, he had the audacity to tell me, you look like money. Just because I drove in a Cadillac don't mean I'm just going to give you $120,000. So what what do you think about that with understanding? Well, as far as, uh, uh, you know, presuming someone, uh, you know, just based on their looks or what you think of them or whatever, that should not be used as a way to change the communication uh, um, um you know, target. I mean, for instance, like you were saying with the with the situation with the with the trailer. Mm-hmm. Anything like if you go to a, to a car dealership or 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 TV dealer or whoever you're going to, you know, they're trying to mm-hmm. get a commission or whatever. 
And so they feel, mm-hmm. well, you know, you, you look like money, I'm going to get more money out of you. That's not the way you should do it. That's really bad. No, That's bad business. That man was trying to get make $99,000 off of me. Like I'm, like I'm really. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 like you see you coming, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, you got people, but you got people like that that think just like that. I used to have a, I had a, 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 a well, I wouldn't call him a friend. He was an associate. We went, to, we went to high school together, but I knew him because I used to mm-hmm. try to talk to his girl, to his sister a long time ago. <laughs> we all went to high school together. And so I was trying to talk to her sister for a minute until she wanted to come to, come to find out she's looking for the same thing I'm looking for, you know, another woman. And that's another story. I'm going on to that one. Uh, wait, 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 You know what? Huh? huh? Katie, my intern, that just went way over her head, but yeah. I heard exactly what you said. Now, see... The, the, that's what we talk about with communicating. When you said that, Brianna's face was like, huh? <laughs> and I started, I started laughing because I heard what you said, you know. So a lot of times when we're communicating, you never know who the audience is. Yeah. So what he was saying was he was trying to talk to somebody, and as he was trying to talk to somebody, he found out they wanted the same thing that he wanted. He <laughs> wanted a woman, she wanted a woman. And you missed it. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. That went right up. Because I was looking at the thing with a look on your face. was like, I don't understand what he just I said. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and I did. I caught on to it. But the thing is, when we start talking about that and understanding, like I said, we may not always understand. So when you're communicating these things, I have a question for you, Mr. Ed. I mean, Mr. Smith. We talk about empathy and resolution. A lot of times when we're communicating to someone, we're trying to get some type of resolution, mm-hmm. especially if it's a conflict. Yeah. Because most individuals try to avoid conflict. As mm-hmm. soon as the person say, I need to talk to you, or let's talk about. People get anxious. They get anxious. Yeah. They get scared. It's yeah. kind of like my mother used to say, when I get home, because I was a bad kid. <laughs> I admit I was a bad kid. My mother used to say, when I get home, when we get home, I'm going to whoop your butt. <laughs> What the hell you tell me that for? <laughs> now you take it too long. <laughs> so my mother would go home and go in her room and close the door. Now she left me hanging. <laughs> How you go? I'm ready to do something else, and you got me holding on to this one. I would go knock on her door and say, can we get this over with? She would get so mad at me because she, she didn't know how to control me and she thought I wasn't listening, or she would say I talked to but whatever the case may be. And it drives me nuts because every time I keep looking at her, at her picture because we look so much alike, it drives me nuts. But how you go give, tell me you go give me a whooping, but then when I get home, you ain't ready? <laughs> I ain't got time for this. I got something else I'm trying to get to do and mastermind and plan and all. Yes. Girl, I would drive that woman straight crazy. <laughs> so resolution. Well, uh, uh, as uh, as I uh, remember from my childhood, my um, you know my mom was the she was the the, the one who did the you know did the, the, the belt swinging. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, but my dad, I mean you know he did his thing too. But he I can count maybe five, I can count on on one hand the number of times he actually spanked me. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, my mother my mother I lost count you know when I was two. But <laughs> I lost count. <laughs> you know, it's, it's crazy. God, I remember, my, and, and, I, and I know I should be saying this because my auntie always tell me don't talk about the deceased. But I used to always, I was, I was brainy. My they used to call me Pinky, Pinky in the brain because I always had these bright ideas, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I remember one time my mother got so frustrated with me. She told me, 
take off your clothes. I said, excuse me? She said, I said, you take off yours. <laughs> you ain't going to whoop me butt naked. It's time for me to go. I, said, I ain't no slave. You think you going to whoop me with no clothes off? I will be homeless at 10 before you think you're going to whoop me butt naked. Oh, hell no. I got to go. You know? <laughs> I was just that child. I was that child. She didn't know. Yeah. How you going to tell me to take my clothes off? You going to stand here and I'm going to be naked. You're going to be naked too. Cause every time you hit me, that they'll go hit you back. You know? So... <laughs> No, we ain't doing this. This ain't how we get down. It's time for me to go. If I got to take my clothes off. But when my son became, <laughs> it's bringing up all of these memory stuff with communicating. When my son became a teenager, and I was trying to whoop my son because it bringing up discipline techniques, I would be in the back, I would go in the closet, and I'd be hyperventilating. My daughter really? said, yeah, because it's free. My daughter used to say, I don't know why you want to whoop and talk at the same time. Because I'm trying to tell him why he's getting a whooping. And now I can't breathe. So it got to the point to where I got tired of whooping. He wouldn't cry. Girl, I dropped that belt. Come on, motherfucker. Who y'all? Who y'all? I thought I was crazy. And then just recently he got beat with a cane. With yours? Well, how how old was he then? When he got beat with the cane? No, no. When when that happened, how old was he then at that time when you did that? With the cane? That particular that particular incident. How old was he? About a week and a half ago. Wait a minute. One of his girlfriends just said, "I heard." That's a whole other thing altogether. That's a whole other thing altogether. Let me say this. Let me say this. Let me tell you this. I, I tried to do an intervention. I called somebody to try to help me out. She was busy. She couldn't answer the phone. He came to my house. I told him no drinking in my alcohol, my house, no alcohol in my home. And I found a beer can in the bathroom. And he took his shirt off. So I couldn't grab him by the clothes and just because I get extra strength when I get mad. But I was in my computer room, and I the dog had been limping on three legs because Coco has been hurt. I'm limping, Coco limping. And then... I heard him on the floor fussing at the dog. and I, I, He hit the dog. So I creeped up on him, and I had my cane in my hand. So when I creeped up on him, and he was laying on the floor, I thought, get up, get your butt up. I said, no, this fucking thing just hit the dog, and the dog can't move. Girl, the dog ran so fast, I don't even know if the dog ran on four legs. The dog didn't know who to take up for, me or him. Girl, by the time I got to swinging that cane and the cane started bending, right, mm-hmm. then I got mad. <laughs> so I took the other end of the cane with a stick part, with a hook part, was, so I knew that wasn't going to bend. She go, with, don't whoop me. Don't whoop me. You don't get off my house. <laughs> you sit up here abusing the dog. How you going to just abuse the dog? So Ed, yeah. it wasn't that I lost Ed. He was, he was attacking the dog. That wasn't cool. Dog couldn't walk. That ain't cool. So that's what happened. So he stayed away from well, my I'm house. A, well, I'm a dog. I'm a dog lover, so I'm a dog person, so I can understand what you what you're saying on that one. That's not cool. It's actually huh. his dog. He brought the dog to my house over ten years ago and said, "When well, the dog was a puppy, he said, Coco, take care of my mama. I can't feed you no more. If you don't get this dog out of here, he left the dog with me. Mm, really? And now you over here abusing the dog. You the dog in my house? No. So that's what it was. It was, yeah. but you know what? I commend him 
because he did check himself into an alcohol place. Okay, so that's good. he did. He um he's been there, and I keep asking every time he calls, Mom, why you got an attitude? Why you keep calling me? If I got an attitude, <laughs> don't call me. Oh every God. time I hear his voice, I get mad. I be like, get away from me, leave me alone. Okay, so and all he wants to do is, I guess now he knows he needs to do better. He needs to do better. But yeah, be, I think him getting the whooping with the cane kind of brought some sense of reality to him because he's thirty-eight years old, and you just got a whooping with a cane, really? At thirty-eight? <laughs> so resolution. One of the things I want to share, Ed, and we can talk about this a little bit, is when we start talking about communication, awareness, listening, speaking, oh, and the but, dialogue. But, 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 but uh, I don't mean to cut you there, uh, Jeanette, but we kind of we kind of bypassed what I was, my point I was trying to make earlier about you know cause I wasn't just talking about discipline. I was going to, going to go. I was going somewhere with that. I was okay. trying to say my, my my mother did the did the whoopings. <laughs> okay. You know, and my my dad my dad you know he rarely did he did on a couple you know but but when he did I remember what he did it for when I did deserve it so long story but but for the most part though my dad was more of the psychological punisher you know mm-hmm. he, he punished you know mind wise you know, mind ways and he you know, I think his his punishment was more effective because the way he did it. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, and um, you know, just whoopings is one of those things. After a while, a kid gets used to whoopings. You know, okay, it's get over with, like you said. You know, yes, but you do. You do. Uh, Ed, I gotta share this story. Part. I gotta share this story because you said the psychological part. Psychological stuff didn't work in my household when it came to me because I was that child. My mother, back then we had to, remember when you had the phone and you got the, the cords going all through the phone, before you, all through the house before you start having um, cordless phones? We, uh, we had, she's women, Brianna's shaking her head like, uh-uh. Brianna, you ain't seen a, a long like, piece of cord. That, the cord would go all through the house. The phone would go from the kitchen to the room to the bathroom. You can carry the phone all through the house. My mother thought she was going to punish me by taking the phone out the house. Now, it is against the law mm-hmm. to leave someone in the house with no access to a telephone. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. even with domestic violence. That was something I was going to share with you, too. Okay. If the partner takes the phone and, and give the person or deny the person access to mm-hmm. communication, that is abusive, okay? So my mother took the phone, all the phones out the house, and put them in the trunk of her car. <laughs> you know what Jeanette did? Jeanette went next door and borrowed the neighbor's phone. <laughs> And then you know what happened? The phone go ring-a-ling-a-ling. Jeanette answers it thinking it's one of her friends. Hello? Who was it? My freaking mama on the phone. <laughs> B, what you doing on my phone? What you calling us for if you knew you took all the phones? <laughs> <laughs> How you going to take the phones out the house and then call? Why you calling? You ain't supposed to be calling. You took all the phones. <laughs> Jeanette thought she was bought in the average bed. Jeanette go next door and borrow a phone. We didn't have a caller ID back then. Mm-hmm. Hell, I didn't know what her call was. Yeah. I answered the phone. <laughs> So well, you also got to remember. You also got to remember, Jeanette. There was no, uh, there was no such thing as child support back then either. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not child support. Child, child, child abuse. Uh, 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 child abuse back then. Child abuse was right. not, you know. Child abuse back then. Was, child, child abuse was was when was when, it, was when the kid was killed. 
<laughs> you know, that's what child right. abuse was. You know, right. if, you if you didn't die, it was an abuse. <laughs> you know, that's what. I mean, you can go to the cops. I'm being abused. They take you back home. Hey, mom, tell, tell your mom. Hey, he, he said you're abusing him, so stop it.
But the thing is, I know that they will be very proud of me because of the work that I do and the things that I do for the community and also for others. But when we start talking about communication and not only just talking, I want to talk about some of the listening skills, active listening. How would you best describe active listening? Oh, it's like as someone is talking and speaking, you're continuing to follow them at every point, if that makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. you're actively like going along with their story and, and kind of taking in little words or phrases that they that you hear and you're like kind of putting it in the back of your mind just to remember but you're like continuing to listen to what they have to say and just um I don't know like internalizing what they're mm-hmm. saying. You well being active, you going yeah. along with the, going along with the conversation. What about passive listening? Cuz sometimes you can passive listening. And see with passive listening, yeah, you may not say anything, mm-hmm. but it's not that you're not paying them any attention. Yeah. You're still there. But you're not as much of a participant because I got a bad habit of interrupting. <laughs> I am so horrible no, with that. really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know what, Mr. Ed Smith, Ed, yeah. I am aware of it, and it, it's not that I do it to be rude. It's really not. It is a, a bad habit, <laughs> and the thing is, if I let it go, I don't want to go into selective listening and hearing only what I want to hear. So I try to jump in when I can, and I apologize. I don't say I'm sorry, but I want to apologize because if I say I'm sorry, I'm going to do it again. Yeah. So, But I am aware of it. So sometimes I just twiddle my thumb, but it's no disrespect, but I do. People that well, you was rude, or you cut me off, or you... And it's not that I do it to be rude. I really don't. So I heard that, Mr. Ed. So um, what do you think about passive listening? <laughs> passive listening. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> well, and, and you know what? And I, and I say that because in a relationship, they say women talk a lot, and most mm-hmm. men become passive listeners. Mm-hmm. We think they're not listening, but they're very passive about it. But what I always, this is one of the keys that I teach my couples when I'm doing marriage counseling is do you want me to just listen because you're venting or what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Because if I just jump in and do it, I'm, that may not be what you wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. But you may just want me to listen. Mm-hmm. Or people will say, he don't listen to me. He don't know my needs. Yeah. If the man is into you or if the woman is into you, they're paying attention to what you're saying, and they don't have to just be, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've heard people go to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and people ain't talking. What the hell are you, mm-hmm, about? <laughs> ain't you saying nothing? So, <laughs> but with passive listening, you can do so in a passive way. And reflective listening, by reflecting what you heard, we know selective listening, you hear what you want to hear. Nonverbal communication is huge. And we also have to have interpersonal skills. And these are skills that we have to use when we are engaged in face-to-face communication. Mm-hmm. Now, besides cutting people off, I'm <laughs> multitask. Yeah. That's another reason why I don't like doing face-to-face. <laughs> I could do I could do telehealth all day long, and I done checked emails. I done did a whole bunch of things during that whole session, but I, I'm used to multitasking. But when someone is face-to-face, they may want your undivided attention, mm-hmm. and they only want you taking notes. Yeah. So you got to remember a lot of the things that they said because you have to have interpersonal skills when it talks about or when it comes to communication. 
Mr. Ed, what is your take on that with interpersonal skills when you're trying to um, communicate with another person to teach them effective communication because it is a skill that has to be practiced? What's my other phone? Oh, right here. What do uh, I think of the uh, communication skills, you mean? Interpersonal skills. Some individuals don't do well with individuals face-to-face. Some individuals, oh, let, me, let me say this. Text messaging is a form of communication, but yet you got people breaking up via text. How you going to break up and you will send me a text message about I don't want to see you no more? Yeah. What the hell? You could have called me and told me that. Or you sitting on the couch and they sitting on the couch and they send you a text message. <laughs> So some individuals struggle with interpersonal skills that they have a hard time communicating with individuals face-to-face for whatever the reason is. What is your take on that, Mr. Ed? Well, you have some people that they, they, uh, they prefer. Um, you have some people that are good at uh, um, the communication of face-to-face, and you got others that prefer um, the uh, the sideways method, you know, which is, like you said, using text messaging and what have you. Um, but, uh, you know, it is a skill. It's one of those kind of skills, not necessarily a skill that you have to learn, but it can also be a natural skill, you know. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, communication is one of those things that, can be, you know, a natural thing. You know, it's just something that, that a person just develops naturally, you know. Mm-hmm. It becomes an easy thing to do, you know. I'm not talking about certain certain language and words and pronunciations and, and all the other kind of stuff. But I'm talking about just the basic style. It's something that comes natural to some Correct. most people. And that's um, very interesting yeah. in regards to what you're saying is in regards to the style. You want to know a person's communication style. You want to know if they're passive. Yeah. You want to know if they are, you know, I don't want to say assertive because you want to strive to be assertive. Some people are what you call authoritarian. They're different types of styles like different personality styles. But I want to talk about when we're communicating with another person, we've got to watch our tone. Even in text messaging, the tone, yeah. the tone gets picked up too. If somebody is sending me a message and it's all capitalized, oh, you took a whole lot of work to capitalize every letter. <laughs> yeah. Really? You, what you trying to tell me? You bolded, you, you made it real capitalized and bold and big fonts and all of that. But tone is very important, meaning how you say something can be just as important as what you say. And as with nonverbal cues, your tone can add power and emphasis to your your message, or it can undermine it entirely. Sometimes yeah. people can miss the message by the tone. I heard a person say one time I was listening to a radio host, and it was really powerful. The guest had called, and Mr. Ed, you had said something about you was listening to one of the shows, and the man was we talking about homelessness, and yeah, that man had a really really strong belief when we were talking about resources and stuff like that, and he don't want his taxpayers' money going, da, da, da. you don't know where your money going. You can't stop where your money going. So sometimes we become so ignorant or we become so passionate about things, we got to be mindful of our tone. Just be mindful of that because it is very, very, very important. And sometimes people believe those that speak the loudest will be heard, not necessarily, because if I whisper, you gonna be like, what you say? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I can't hear you. You know, versus me screaming something. And one of the things the woman said was she said, I'm not moved by your noise. I said, Oh, that's deep. Meaning your noise did not move me. Mm-hmm. 
So a lot of times people say they argue. They, why do you argue? If I if I talk loud, the next day I can't talk, I get hoarse because <laughs> I have very soft vocal cords. I can't. That's why I don't like being around my family. They <laughs> scream. They, I, they can't hear nothing I say. Well, I'm with my sisters or my mother. They screamers. That, that your tone. <laughs> what do you think about tone, Mr. Ed? Well, myself, I'm a very soft-spoken type of person, you know, for the most part. I mean, you know, I, I have to have, at times in my life where I've gotten angry, you know, I've kind of, you know, my voice got a little bit not so soft. But, <laughs> but for the most part, I'm a soft talker. And mm-hmm. um, I think I agree with you. Tone does mean a lot, even even in text messages or whatever. Like, for instance, if you're doing, if you're texting somebody in all caps, that is considered mm-hmm. yelling. You know, technically, that's like yelling, you know, in text. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, so, yeah, that's just a form of etiquette of, 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 of communication, of communi- communication etiquette. And um, so, yeah, you have to pay attention to the tone as well. Mm-hmm. And um, so I um, I totally um, agree with that. You... Um, also um, brought up a point about when you said the lady said that um, uh, the noise doesn't doesn't phase her or something. Yeah, Basically, I'm not mean. Was, how you're doing. Yeah, the louder you get, that, it's not going to make what, me what, 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 Yeah, that. Yeah, that. It's like she was saying, like, you, you can bark all day, but that ain't scaring me, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know I know you walk down the street and you you see a you know some dog that's always barking when you walk by you know mm-hmm. you know he's barking like nothing and you look at him like you know like like what did he do what are you gonna do if I actually walk up in there this little old, little old dog just barking and sniffing little old something just barking his that's ass that's what I'm about to tell you I'm about to go yeah. why the dog that barks the most and the loudest got to be a little chew 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 wow you get with me you little dog a little ankle biter. You know, the big St. Bernard going to go somewhere and sit down. It's that little bitty shih tzu that won't <laughs> shut the heck up. <laughs> yeah, and that's, how, and that's how some people are. You know, you got some people who just like that. You know, they'll do all the barking and know they ain't going to, like they always used to say in the old days, they ain't going to bust a grape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they need to do so- all the barking. So you got you know so, so your tone you know you, you, a lot of times your tone um, represents who you are mm-hmm. okay it lets people know who you really are you know by the mm-hmm. way you present your communication you know mm-hmm. you know, I, okay, you on, just, on how you present yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you just said something Mr. Ed and I'm gonna throw this out here because you said your tone I get in I, and when I say in trouble. I do get in trouble. I don't even have to say nothing to get in trouble. On my face, I don't know what it is, but people look at me and they'll see that I'm no nonsense. Or they'll go to my profile, and I'm not one that likes to take pictures. I am not photogenic at all. I don't try to be photogenic. I'm not vain. It really don't make me, no, never mind. I ain't worried about all that. My hair looking all torp now as I'm on Facebook Live. I'm like, ooh, my hair messed up. <laughs> my petition be mad at me. She's like, Jeanette, really? You really be doing that to me? Yep, I sure do. But I get in trouble whether I say something or not. Because they'll say, well, what do Jeanette have to say? My daughter told me one time, I was in a meeting because I do a lot of different things, and I was in Orange County, 
And we were meeting with a lot of judges and lawyers and program providers because I own two outpatient counseling services. And we were doing Prop 36, which was the Substance Abuse Crime Prevention Act for nonviolent drug offenders. But yet a lot of individuals did not know the law nor did they understand how these clients were getting referred to these different programs, and the providers was more trying to, they was misappropriating things when it came to funding because they didn't care if some people got cleaned or not because they knew that the clients would come back. And the clients basically, they didn't care because they weren't paying for it. So what I did, and I, I did do it on purpose because sometimes I could be passive-aggressive. I could be nice, nasty. I can. Mm-hmm. But I have a way of trying to get people to think. So my daughter started kicking me. Now, when my mother would kick me, I'd be like, what you kick me for? <laughs> and I'd get in trouble. That means you didn't shut the hell up. So my daughter kept kicking me because I kept going at the judge. Mm-hmm. And I was going at the judge because the judge was referring people into a program that he knew absolutely nothing about. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. But yet you got these individuals in front of you that you're trying to order into a drug diversion program that this is not a lower-level drug diversion program for nonviolent drug offenders because people have been convicted of murder. Been, so something is missing somewhere. Yeah. So my question, I asked him a question, and my daughter, after the meeting, she said, Mom, you have a way of making people look stupid. <laughs> and my daughter is very intelligent and articulate, and I say it to her. I can't make them look stupid. Mm-hmm. I just asked the man a question that I knew he should have known the answer to mm-hmm. if this is his job to sit on the bench and court refer these individuals to these programs. Yeah. But I knew the man didn't know the answer. I knew he didn't. So after we left the meeting at the probation department, the judge came up to me and said, Mr. Abner, I need to talk to you for a minute. <laughs> I thought he was going to get me. <laughs> he wanted to elaborate on my question because he needed to know that answer. You can't just be sending people to places and you don't even know where you're sending them or what you're sending them for. Yeah. So that was my thing was to get him to think. A lot of times when we communicate, even you know when I do therapy, I don't tell people what to do. I just try to get their light bulb to get them to think. So what do you think about that, Mr. Ed, in regards to when you're communicating with someone, you, all you want them to do is just maybe, you don't, have to, you don't even have to agree with me. You don't even have to see things from my perspective. All I want you to do is think. Because if you think about it, you might do something about it. If what you're doing is not working for you, you might want to try something different. If you're communicating with someone like, I've been told you a rock. You are, I'm like, I'm a rock. I ain't got to be all emotional. Something you want me to be emotional or passionate about. That don't make me a rock. You can't insult me and think that it's going to make me move. No. So what do you think about that when we talk about effective communication? When does it become effective? When do you know that what you're trying to relay to another person is not working? Some people don't even know when to give up. They just will keep beating a dead horse. I tell individuals, they say you can, you can, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. I'll tell you, I'll make you thirsty as hell. <laughs> By the time I get finished, you go, your mouth will be so dry, you're going to be looking at that water, you're going to want some. You ain't going to just be resistant. But when, do, when we talk about effective, Mr. Ed, what makes it, when do, you under, when do you get to the point where it's like, this ain't working, I need to try something else? Well, if you're, um, you're you know, if you um, are, um, trying to communicate in a certain way and it seems as if the response of the person you're, you're speaking with is um, not even 
responding to what you're saying. They're seeing something totally different than what you're saying. You know, like for instance, if I'm talking about you know apples and you know apples and oranges and bananas, and then this person responds saying um, you know cars and cats and dogs. You know, <laughs> so obviously we're not on the on on the same path here. See, uh-huh. so that I'm gonna try to I'm going to try to you know narrow it down and try to bring them to where you know to where we can meet up. If that makes uh-huh. any sense. Yeah, it does. It's basically meeting a person on their level. And you don't want to belittle someone or talk down to them either because, like I said, sometimes you never know who you're talking to. I mean, I tell people, I don't know. I don't know everything. I don't need to know everything. But I know what I need to know when I need to know it. And I know when I'm being asked. Yeah, like like you had said earlier, you know, about how sometimes um, people just, um, you know, they they get defensive. You know, you got some mm-hmm. people uh, get 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 uh, combative real quick. You know, mm-hmm. they automatically they automatically assume if you're not on their page, you know, mm-hmm. they automatically assume you're against them, and they automatically go into defense mode. Okay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the next thing you know, they're like, "Well, what do you know about who? And how can you say who? You know, they all, you know, they 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 barking at you. <laughs> you know, and you're not even trying to fight mm-hmm. with them, but they're they're you know into that. That kind of goes into when they say when you throw a rock at a pack of wolves, the one that hounds is the one you hit. Because sometimes you may be talking to that inner child, and it may have picked up on something. So I want to share with the listeners in regards to the 12 roadblocks to communication. When you're communicating with someone, you don't want to make judgments. Because when you start making judgments, people will stop listening. You don't always want to send solutions. Because sometimes people don't want your solutions or your advice. Avoiding concerns, and when I talk about avoiding concerns, stimulating to the impact of simply trying to problem solve, diverting or utilizing logic in response to someone's concerns can be invalidating, meaning they don't want to hear what your logic is because it may not even relate to their situation. Mm-hmm. Preaching, everybody want to preach. Anybody got time for that? Mm-hmm. Commanding or demanding, moralizing. If I told you, now you know what you did was wrong, girl, <laughs> you're going to hell for that. You know you go right from wrong. You had no business doing that. Yeah. Threatening, threatening, and ultimatum do not work. One-upping don't work. Shaming someone. Interpreting. Girl, you know I'm a therapist, so I can interpret and analyze. I ain't got time to be analyzing people all the time. <laughs> Interrogating, asking a million questions, or you know I was just kidding. That kind of goes back to the emoji, laugh out loud. What the hell are we laughing out loud for? <laughs> That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> you done said what you wanted to say. You done insulted me, and you going to put LOL. <laughs> so that's another way individuals are communicating. To lighten the blow a little. <laughs> How does it go lighten the blow? You going to tell me that and then tell me LOL? Now I'll be getting these little things. I'll be like, what's that mean? I don't even know what half the emojis in them little two-letter, three-letter words be meaning. I don't know what that means. I'll be having to call my grandbaby in college or what's that mean? You know, my auntie sends me text things everybody. She put why. I'm like, what's that mean? Mm-hmm. So sometimes you may not even know what's even being communicated to you. Mm-hmm. Now um, we gotta end because I don't even know if I got a three o'clock session. Somebody will get in trouble again. <laughs> Brianna, what do you want to leave the listeners with as we end the show about effective communication skills? Oh because gosh. it is a skill. Mm-hmm. You want it to work. Yeah. You don't want to waste your time. Yeah. So you want to be able to meet a person where they are in order to make it effective. Mm-hmm. 
because you want to make it a teaching. You want to be teachable. You want to be coachable. You want to make it, especially if you're in a relationship. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be frustrated and arguing and fighting and avoiding conflicts because you can learn something from conflict. Conflict can also lead to growth and opportunity. Yeah. You don't always have to be like, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Okay? So what would you want to leave the listeners with when we talk about effective communication Um, skills? Well, effective communication skills goes both ways. It's um, the one who's speaking and the one who's listening. So um, really just just trying to be effective the way you um, perceive things and the way you uh, tell those things. So um, just, I don't know, taking, being more um, aware of indirect and nonverbal um, communication because a lot of times um, some people assume one thing when it's the other. So, yeah, really getting to, to just talk to people more about those things. Whether that's, like, if you're confused, let that person know, like, okay, you made this face towards me, I'm kind of like, what do you mean by that? Like, just mm-hmm. more, um, just talking more about it, or if okay. you're confused, or if you have questions, or anything like that. All right. Yeah. Mr. Ed, what would you like to leave the listeners with as we talk about effective communication skills? Um, I would say... Um, if you're going to um, try to be effective in your communication skills, but if it's in a relationship, like, you know, well, different types of relationships. You've got your personal, intimate, your marriages, your whatever. Then you've got your business relationships, your family relationships, et cetera, and so on. Your relationship between a, a parent and a child, things of that nature. So whatever relationship it is, when you're communicating, you'd have to, um, first, though, like we said earlier about meeting someone where they are, you know, and um, adjusting your communication to that. And um, and you really have to listen before you push what you want to talk about. You, know, uh-huh. you, gotta, you, you bring the, 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 the issue up and you say, hey, we got to discuss this and this is what's going on. And then you wait for their feedback and you work back and forth like that rather than just uh-huh. spend all the time pushing what you want to be pushed, rather than feel like, in other words, you're pretty much ignoring what they want to say or what they, what they have to bring into the picture. You're just saying, I think this, I think this, I think this, you know. And so when the person gets ready to try to say, well, hey, I think, but, but I think this, but I think this, you know, <laughs> so you're constantly grinding them down. So this is why a lot of guys in a relationship tend to, um, like you said, be, you know, more passive, you know, because they know, especially if you have like a, like a talkative wife or, you know, uh-huh. significant other, he'll rather uh-huh. let her go ahead and talk, and then later on he'll, you know, if, if, if she allows him to <laughs> or if he feels the need, then he'll come up and say, okay, well, I, you know, well, you know, uh, I think this might be a solution. But rather uh-huh. than him just saying, trying to get on the freeway with her, so that could be a problem because, once again, some people get combative, and she can automatically be one of those that, you know, I, I'm, hey, I've been married. <laughs> okay, I've been in relationships, and I know how that goes. You know, they're automatically, oh, you're not, you're not listening to me because you're trying to talk while I'm talking, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. And that's just not, you know, so that's why a lot of guys will be quiet and they'll chill and they'll, you know, they'll let her do the talking. So what I'm hearing you say is the agenda. You don't want to have no hidden agenda when you're trying to effectively communicate with another person. 
and you can let them know what it's like for you, how you feel, but you don't want to blame a person for how you feel. So I like that. I, I really like that. And there's a lot of ways that we can improve on our um, communication, and such as becoming a good listener, speak clearly, maintain even tone, and make good eye contact. Now, we're going to end the show today, so I want to thank you. And I got a new assignment for Brianna. Brianna thought I was playing, but Brianna got to push me to the bathroom in the chair. (laughs) My God, my knee hurt. It's swollen. My knee is so freaking swollen, I can't move. You've been struggling lately. I have been. This Mm -hmm. just sucks. So I got to use the bathroom. So she got to take me in this chair and push me to the bathroom, so we're going to see how that's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what's going to be crazy? <laughs> when we, when you pushing me, people are going to think we're crazy. I know. They're going to be like, oh. They're going to be like, why is she pushing her in that chair? Because <laughs> she can't get up. <laughs> she can get up, but she ain't going nowhere. <laughs> so, and I've been trying to communicate with my doctors that my knee hurt. They don't believe me. Mm-hmm. They do not believe that my knee freaking hurt. So, okay. All right, well, I want to thank you again for joining us here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Ed, you got a topic for tomorrow? Um, tomorrow, well, tomorrow I'm going to be kind of busy. I got some things to do tomorrow. Tomorrow um, tomorrow is 6 o'clock. I normally do the evening at 6 o'clock in the evening. And um, when we're talking about different things and improvement, because there's a lot going on in the media, there's a lot going on in the world, there's a lot of things that people are just not talking about. I was listening to, they were talking about gun control. Do you know that they Mm -hmm. said in in America we have more guns than we do people? Yes. Mm -hmm. I was like, what the hell? you got individuals that are yep. dying at um, proms, getting killed and shot, and shot up at, um, at, 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 not at, at, at after parties for prom. Yeah. What? Birthday parties. It's, and then the one, there's been multiple where people accidentally go into someone's driveway. Or they yeah, it, it they was an accident. A mistake, and then people think they can just shoot people. And there's just like this agenda that you need a gun for safety, but really you just he I didn't have a gun. I had a cane. I beat the hell out of him with a cane. <laughs> yeah, no. everyone, everyone needs a cane instead of a gun. Everyone and the cane, cane. starts folding up and bending yeah. up. You get mad. But the thing <laughs> is, you know, I, I don't know if we want to talk about microaggression. Oh, that's a good idea. Effective communication. What happened to talking to people and working things out before bringing out a gun? That's true. We need to talk about that. Yeah, why are we just thinking like, oh, this person took the wrong turn. They pulled up in my driveway. I'm going to pull out a gun instead of like, Finding out where you're or going, just who are you? Looking through the window, make sure they they're le- they're leaving and stuff. If they present a threat, then you can do that. But we're not talking. We're not being effective communicators. We're not. We're not. We're at the we are at the wild wild west yes. right about now. It's, it's crazy. But when I heard on the news today when they said we have more guns than we do people, I said, Oh my gosh, yes. this is ridiculous. Yes. Well, that, you know that's that's really that's really like like old news actually because I've I've been talking mm-hmm. about that for weeks on my uh, in my groups. If you notice my Facebook groups, I uh, you mm-hmm. know I have a lot of uh, posts you know about you know modern stuff like that, mm-hmm. and uh, we uh, I've been I've been posting stuff. Other people have. I've I've really been. If you go to my regular timeline on Facebook, you'll see I, I made a, a recent thing about it, about that. And I also did some stuff in my uh, in a couple of my groups, the um, Real Talk African American Issues group and the uh, Modern Religion and Politics group in, in particular. You know, talk about you talk about. Well, it, where can the where can the listeners find your information? Because I do want them to connect with you and listen to some of the things that you're saying. Because when you know better, you do better. 
We got to communicate that to other people. Mm-hmm. People, like they said, our people perish due to lack of, lack of knowledge. Yeah. And that way you can't say that nobody tell you. Mm-hmm. We got to pay attention. We really need to pay attention to what's going on in the world. I tell individuals even about these violent video games. Mm-hmm. You know, you got kids watching and playing these games and they're shooting and people blowing up. What's the world? Yeah. These people ain't coming back to life. Mm-hmm. We got to be careful with what we feed people when we feed them information. I got to be mindful of what I even, what even come out of my mouth. And is it for the edification to help people grow, or am I destroying individuals? You know, so there's a lot of things that, and I know we done went way over, and I know I'm going to get in trouble because I'm 15 minutes late. If I do have the next mm-hmm. session, I don't even know because <laughs> it's on my iPad, and I'm looking at the iPad, so I don't know. And I still got to go to the bathroom, so they got to wait. So, but the thing is, these are different things that we need to um, let people know. We, we need to let them know. So, Ed, how can they find you? Well, one way you can find me is uh, on on um, on uh, uh, Blog Talk Radio. There, there's still some uh, some archives there. You know, all you have to do is type in the um, you know the real talk D A you know R E A L T A U K Entertainment Network or R ten, and um, there's also uh, my my Facebook groups. You know, one is the Real Talk and um, Real Talk. African American issues talk spelled T A U K, and then there's another group called uh, Modern Religion and Politics. Uh, politics is spelled with an X instead of an I C S, and um, those uh, that group is primarily about politics and religion, the two things that people can't agree on. <laughs> That's what it's pretty much about. And then the African American issues group is about basically about all the world issues, news uh-huh. stories, and world, whatever, but from an Afrocentric perspective. Uh-huh. And, and you know, and it's crazy and then, because we give information out from an Afrocentric perspective. I tell people sometimes all black people ain't black mm-hmm. because they're not. I get individuals a lot of times, do you know, even as a therapist, they only want to talk to me because I'm black? But do you know I have more problems with African-American clients? Really? Oh, yeah, they don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say they don't like me. Sometimes they don't like themselves. Mm. And they portray or they think that because a person has a certain status, I didn't change the way I am. I can adapt to anybody from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. So that's just a reverse form of discrimination. You only want to talk to me because I'm black, but if I don't agree with what you say, now you're mad at me. Yeah. I'm an educated black woman. I'm a, I don't have to – I learn how to do things differently. I learn how to evolve. It don't make me no better or no worse than nobody else. Mm-hmm. I can have empathy and compassion for you, but that doesn't mean that I always have to agree with all of the things because these happen based on your experiences. Mm-hmm. So I try to help individuals not say to get – I will never tell the person to get over it. But if you process it, you can get through it. Because I've been through a lot, and I'm still here. But a lot of times we talk about these things, people get it confused. And then you've got so many people that are biracial to where they don't even understand their own culture. They really don't understand their culture. It took me going back to the South to learn that although Compton Unified School District had me as a straight-A student, I knew nothing about the Civil War. Absolutely nothing. We wasn't exposed to a lot of information. So do you hold me accountable for what I don't know? So you want to make sure that you can teach individuals, yeah. okay? Well, Ed, I appreciate the work, the work that you're doing and your commitment and your compassion to try to help individuals. I do appreciate that. And even with you connecting with me, I appreciate you, okay? 
I well, I appreciate your appreciation. Thank you. <laughs> okay, now let me have her wheel me on to the bathroom. <laughs> so again, I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Ridiculous Blog Talk Radio. Don't know what I'm gonna talk about tomorrow. Depends on how I feel tomorrow too, because I might not want to talk at six o'clock. <laughs> if I don't, I won't, because I ain't gonna be trying to drive myself crazy. So until then, we will come up with another topic for Monday at two. And if you have any suggestions, any ideas, you want to be a guest on the show. You can find me a lot of ways, but you can even Google my name, Jeanette Abney, or you can call one of my offices at either J.A. Precious, Inc., or the Center for the Treatment of Addiction, Inc., or you can find me on Psychology Today. There's a lot of different ways you can find me. People have been finding me all kind of ways. And don't, please don't email me. I've got about 100,000 emails. I have not opened. So I'm going to do that today. But, again, thank you for listening to the show. I appreciate you. And until then, next time, remember, you got this. Bye-bye. But again, thank you for listening to the show. I appreciate it.